Hello and welcome to the Confidence Academy podcast. My name is Lily Badcock and I am a transformational confidence coach and founder of the Confidence Academy Members Club, helping men and women just like you to build unshakable confidence and self-belief. Each week, I will be bringing you new episodes with advice and guidance to help you rebuild lost confidence, manage anxiety, and finally start living the life you were born to live. It is my aim to reach as many people as possible with the message that no matter what you're going through, no matter what your struggle may be, there is hope. And there is a way to create an amazing life for yourself. The incredible people I have been blessed to interview on the show are walking, talking examples of how this is possible. And I truly hope you will find their stories uplifting, inspiring and motivational. The conversations are very open and candid and occasionally may include some adult language, so please take care when listening around little ones or grab some headphones. This podcast series is brought to you in association with Lily Badcock Confidence Coaching and the Confidence Academy Members Club. If you are ready to make the shift from anxious and frustrated to calm and confident, then visit www.lilybadcock.com today and get started with the free resources that are waiting there for you. I need you to know that you're not alone, that it can and will get easier, and that the transformation you seek is possible. You are more powerful than you know, and I'm here to teach you everything I know about harnessing that power and creating an amazing life on your terms. Before we dive in, don't forget to leave a review for us on iTunes and to check out the links in the podcast notes to the free resources we have available for you. But for now, let's get you on your way to living your epic life free of anxiety and full of confidence. After all, confidence is yours as soon as you choose it. Hello, welcome back. You're listening to the Confidence Academy podcast with Lily Badcock. And today I am joined by the wonderful Marina Darlow, all the way from Boston. Marina, thank you for joining me today on the podcast. Oh, cool to be here. Thanks for inviting me. You're very welcome. So Marina is here to talk to us all about systems and specifically how this can relate to managing anxiety, uh, when to have a system and possibly when to throw one out, which is what we were just talking about before the episode launched. And um, so Marina, what I'd love to do to kick this off is for you to tell everyone listening who you are, what you do and why you're so passionate about it. So I founded Vision Framework, which is my company. And what I do, I essentially create or fine tune operations for small businesses. Um, Very often solopreneurs, very, very, very often heart-centered entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. The reason I do it is because it's twofold. So first and foremost, I want to make an impact in the world And I'm really good at thinking in a linear way and making order out of a chaos. That's my special gift. If you, you I need you here instantly. (laughs) (laughs) If you like, if you will. Now, most people who truly make an impact, the ones who change the world, 
the ones who create tectonic shifts. These people are visionaries. And frankly, a skill set and a personality trait set of a visionary is very different from the one of the manager. Like sometimes you have both, but this is exceedingly rare. So my job, the way I see it, is to support the visionaries, hence vision framework, because I create the frameworks where the visionary can thrive. My you know, vision, so to speak, I'll admit it, will never be you know, this big inspiring thing such as you know, build shelters for domestic violence survivors in Cambodia or something like that, or create a software that I had a client, um, he helped nonprofits get their nonprofit status like I think the 10th of a time. Mm-hmm. So my job is to go behind the scenes and make sure these visions come to reality. I'm a vision enabler, if you will. That's, that's what I'm passionate amazing. about. That's so amazing. I didn't even know people like you existed. I need this in my life. <laughs> I'm right um, here. Yeah, it's, I love that. And I love that um, straight off the bat, you've touched on something that's so important, which is knowing your strengths and and owning those as well you know i think so many people will look around like a lot of anxiety actually can come from this um tendency to look around and compare ourselves to other people and then go oh you know even if you're really on your path like if this happens to me i could be really on my path and i know what i'm doing and then i'll see someone doing something that i would never think to do or even want to do but a part of me is going oh am I supposed to do that? Like, I'm not good at that. Maybe I should get good at that. You know, it's like this need to be good at everything. So I think you're completely right. This is how, this is how the world will be changed because people will start to step into their roles and, you know, and their roles in terms of what they're really good at, you know, in, in relation to their strengths. And I think if everybody knew how to tap into that, and if everybody knew that it was okay to do that as well, my God, the world would be an amazing place. The world is an amazing place anyway, but there are so many people struggling to fit into identities that actually aren't them. And I love that you touched on that right out the gate. That's amazing. I think, you know, your podcast is about anxiety. And very broadly speaking, most of the anxiety I know about kind of stems from the fact that we haven't found our place haven't Mm -hmm. found our place professionally, haven't found our place in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And we search and we seek and we doubt ourselves. And I think if that world that you kind of conjured up where more people are really sure in their strengths Mm. and have the sense of true calling and true belonging, I think that would be a much happier place first and foremost. Like Mm. forget about productivity and efficiency and everything, of course, but it would be a much more peaceful and much calmer and much more energetic place. Yeah, for sure. It also sounds kind of Orwellian, don't you? (laughs) I'm thinking about the brave new world and I'm like, wait, that that is way too utopian and these things never end well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) No, but I think, I, you know, I do think uh, you're right. You're absolutely right. This was my own experience with anxiety. Uh, basically, the way I put it was um, my anxiety showed up as a sign that I wasn't on path. I wasn't 
I wasn't going in not that I wasn't going in the right direction, but I maybe wasn't taking the best route. And I was letting myself be distracted by so many things that actually didn't matter. And when I started to tune into what I actually wanted and what I'm good at, which we've touched on already, the anxiety just naturally dissipated. And of course, anxiety is going to come back. You know, it's going to come back at times, you know, often we need it to, you know, if we're going to do something that puts us in danger the uh, that's the job of the anxiety isn't it it's, it pops up to say you know you might not be okay if you do that so have another think before you go ahead kind of thing um or when the stakes are so high and you do something mm. that you truly deeply care about and yeah. the fear of messing it up is yeah. really big because you care and things i didn't come up all right i just had yeah. a very recent experience with that so yeah yeah the anxiety doesn't like it's not that it's going to go away forever no exactly and i think yeah i've said this before but you know the more you expect the more you expect it to come it's not a negative way of thinking it's just it's it's useful because it means when it comes you know, you're kind of ready for it. I think, you know, half the problem is we go through life going, oh, I want everything to be awesome. And then when it isn't awesome, we're like, oh my God, this isn't awesome. Like, what am I going to do? Whereas if you kind of just have a healthy dose of, yeah, well, this could change at any point, but keep the strong faith that you're going to get through it and that you know, and that you always know what to do if you can tune in, then you can navigate it. And I was quite interested, actually, you've just, you've just mentioned it briefly there that you had a recent experience with anxiety. And I found that interesting because you are a systems person. So as you said, you're, the way that you're put together is very linear and I imagine very ordered. And to me, anxiety is just pure chaos. I mean, that's how it feels in my head. And I know that... Um, my personality type is very susceptible to anxiety. So I'm interested to hear, first of all, what your experience with anxiety was and how that affects you as somebody that usually likes it to be all ordered and, and clean and tidy. Like, how does that affect you as somebody that, that feels that way? Uh, that's uh, <laughs> pretty... Right now, it's still a touchy question, so I'll try to answer to the best of my ability. Yeah. So... First and foremost, there was a very clear source of anxiety. I launched a podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, it's incidentally, it's called Systems Meet Humanity, which is an intersection of the linear, the systematic, the orderly with the human mess that we all are with emotion, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, and a big part of this emotion is anxiety. So this was the first time I launched something on that scale. This was the first time I launched my own show. And this is a topic I really, really, really care about. This is at the core of what I do. I don't just put systems in place for people. I make sure that I give them the tools to, I don't want to say control their emotions because that's not what it is, but to navigate their emotions well. Yeah. This is what the system ultimately is. It's not just, you know, great, you have a wonderful process for invoicing people for mm -hmm. your services, and that removes the anxiety of not being paid and not being able to feed your kids. But it's also, you know, it's also, you have all these systems, you know you're capable, you know that things that 
you don't need to take care of are taken care of. You know that you can focus on things that really matter, things that you really enjoy, and everything else is A, within your control, B, you don't have to worry about it. So the podcast, if we're going back to it, now I really wanted it to be done right. Mm-hmm. And that requires a certain, you know, launch, launch sequence and making sure that I have the cover art and the music for the um, intro and outro and that I have the launch sequence all written up so people know who, what, when, and of course the interviews themselves and the editing and, you know, all the work that goes into the podcast. Mm-hmm. And systems or no systems, it's very hard to predict for yourself and plan for yourself how long and how much work and effort and soul, frankly, something new is going to take. So I worked long hours into the weekend and the podcast was launched and I'm happy with the way it looks now, looks Mm -hmm. and sounds. I'm happy with the people I interview, but it was so anxiety inducing because there were so many unknowns and there were so many things that I needed to take care of and they were all novel. So yes, of course I had to do lists and of course I had plans, but when something doesn't go according to plan Mm. and it's something that you will figure out how it works, but it's not your usual kind of mode of operation. It's really, it's really scary and frustrating And above all, unpredictable. So people like me who build their existence on systems to a large degree, there's a reason for it. We don't deal well with unpredictability. Nobody Mm. deals well with unpredictability, but for an orderly person, that's, it's kind of almost part of the identity. I constantly work on myself, on my mindset to be comfortable with discomfort, to be comfortable with the unknown, but it's not something that comes naturally. And the whole launch, this whole going from point A of having nothing to having all the episodes I want uploaded online with, you know, all the edits and all the show notes and making sure my guests have all their materials so they can share it with their audiences. Everything, that was exhausting. And that, of course, you know, like you don't see the results right away, unless you're Lily, because in your case, it exploded <laughs> like ridiculously high is unbelievable. <laughs> so it's very hard to work, work yourself to the bone and then lay this project into the world and let it hatch. Mm. This is really, and you can't control it. To a degree, like, yes, you can promote it. Yes, there's social media. But ultimately, your control is very limited. And Mm. that is hard to digest. So here I am after like a pretty major meltdown because I was (laughs) tired and I don't deal well with unpredictability and I don't see the immediate results. And all the knowledge that this is what it's supposed to be, like, yeah, it makes things easier, but it doesn't make the anxiety go away completely. Right. So in order to deal with this, well, first of all, I can't just, you know, (laughs) cuddle up under the blanket with myself and cry for three days in a row. That just kind (laughs) of, that's bad on many levels. (laughs) So I had to, I had to come back 
so I can so I can function. And first of all, I have sort of a system to come back from crisis because as an entrepreneur, we have crisis on a pretty regular basis. In fact, <laughs> that's one thing that is very predictable. If you run your own business, you will run into crises. Even yeah. if not a crisis, if it's just a crunch time because you're you're doing something new and you're constantly doing something new, right? Even if you launched a product 300 times, mm. every time it's a new product, there's still some level of unknown. And that's, you know, I'm reasonably new in the field. So there's a lot of new things for me. <clears throat> Apologies. So I have kind of like a process of how to come back from crunch time and be, you know, return to yourself, both mentally and also physically, so you're able to function. Um, I have actually like a whole series of blog posts on like how to come back from a crunch time. I don't know if you have show notes, but we can put it in the show notes if you want. Yes, we do. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, to everyone listening. So if you want to check out any of the links that we're mentioning throughout this episode, uh, then yeah, head on to the show notes as always, and you can click the links from there. So how, so what was the process you followed or was there even a process or was this one of those times where you just went, I'm just going to ride this out and hopefully I'll survive. <laughs> how did you navigate oh. this, this time that you've, because it's literally, you've just been through this, haven't you? This is like in the last two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think part, the beginning of the process is to accept that you're going to crush, yeah. that you're going to be tired and indifferent and apathetic and useless for a while and to forgive yourself for not being mega productive and not writing your next webinar right away mm-hmm. because when you like when you essentially give yourself permission your recovery comes much faster because you're not beating yourself up for being unproductive and lazy and who do you think you are that you can afford to you know you can afford to lounge for like two days straight mm-hmm. so that's the first step Um, the next step is to write things out. Like if the anxiety doesn't leave writing stuff either on paper or on the computer or sometimes talking it out. Like if you have somebody to talk to, that's even better. And I fortunately do, but there's a limit to how much I can offload onto my loved ones, (laughs) onto my coach uh, who bore the full brunt of it this week. (laughs) Um, So you talk and you write and you know in the back of your mind that this is also a part of the path back. Um, And then you're completely exhausted, but it's this kind of exhaustion that, you know, like, you know, when you're really, really sick and you're in pain Mm -hmm. and let's say you take medication or you do something to ease the pain and the pain goes away but you are incredibly tired from being in pain for a while mm-hmm. and you just need to rest. Like it doesn't hurt anymore, but you still can't get back to, you know, running or thinking at full speed. Mm-hmm. And that's another step of acceptance. Like, okay, so you let your anxiety out. You wrote, you talk, you rested, but it's still okay to function maybe at 30%. Mm-hmm. And this is where another piece of systems kick into place. So I have things that 
don't require much of my mental bandwidth. The admin stuff, the you know mechanic editing stuff, everybody has their own. But essentially, there's a whole bunch of things that you still need to do, but they are not taxing your mental capacity. Mm. So you get back slowly by doing this. And because I have a system and because I have lists of these things, I don't need to figure out what the heck am I going to do. And I can save my energy and put it into recovery again. Mm. Mm. Um, now, when you start being gradually productive, when you start getting back into the groove, again, part of my process, I make a point of noticing small wins and checking them off. It's like those little moments of celebration. Some people even celebrate, uh, you know, you rode for a minute, celebrate the heck out of this minute because you just overcame a certain barrier. Yeah. Um, I don't go that far, you know, at this stage, but I make sure that I notice all my wins and I take them with me and I take a moment and I consciously, you know, express gratitude for these wins. And then when you have a string of these wins, wins um, step by step, you don't like, you almost don't notice it, but you're kind of getting back to normal. You're kind of getting like, oh, I'm a person. Oh, I can work. You know what? I'm a professional. Ideas. Wait, I just had like a new idea that I didn't have to like force into my mind and didn't have to struggle to express mm -hmm. it. And I guess that's, in a nutshell, that's what it is. Yeah, I love that. And I think, you know, the, the steps that you just shared would work regardless of what the anxiety is around. So, you know, whether, whether it is a business-related thing or whether it's just anxiety that you live with every day, I think some of those steps or all of those steps that you just covered, that is the process that actually everybody does go through even if they don't feel like it even somebody who feels like they live with their anxiety day in day out is going to have better days than others there are going to be days that feel terrible and then there are going to be days that feel less terrible even if you're you know even if you feel like for the most part it's terrible <laughs> um it still goes up and down that way and i love i love that you just said uh, that you notice the wins, you know, even if you don't go overboard and throw a party every time you've written a few words, but just accept, just acknowledging them, sorry, and, and kind of thinking, oh, well, yeah, you know, it's that, it's that perspective, isn't it? Because you can keep beating yourself up going, oh, I'm not doing anything good. I'm not getting anything done. I'm not getting anywhere. And, and actually, if you just allow yourself to notice, that just keeps that belief in check. It's like, well, no, I didn't do nothing because I did this, this and this, and that's good. And maybe I would like to achieve this next time. And, you know, you kind of, you go a little easier on yourself. Yes. Although I have to say, you have to be careful. And that's just my own experience. You have to keep the balance of doing the tasks that are on one hand, reasonably easy, but not too easy. So, so it's like, Oh, great. Congratulations, Marina. You were able to type and chew, like, and chew <laughs> a candy at the same time. Aren't you smart? <laughs> because when you are at this vulnerable place where you don't feel fully capable and you don't feel fully in control, 
if you almost artificially celebrate a win and some piece of your mind doesn't believe that this is a win worth celebration, mm. you can like you can spiral downwards into the other side and say like, oh, you're so pathetic. You're celebrating the fact yeah. that you paid a bill. Really? Yeah. yeah. And then you beat yourself up and your anxiety is right back at, you know, the high levels that you need to intensively manage. Yeah, I agree. I think emotion actually is the driving force behind everything we experience, isn't it? And so, you know, you can, this is why I talk a lot about affirmations and mantras and, you know, you know, writing intentions and all of this, but actually you need to check into the emotion behind it because you can write all the affirmations in the world, but if you're writing them out while a voice in your head is going, that's a load of crap, that's a load of crap, that's a load of crap, then your energy is coming from, that's a load of crap. And actually you're, you're not going to feel the full benefit. So the trick is really just to, or not even a trick, but the idea is to truly try and find something that is going to ignite the real emotion. So find something that you really are proud of, that you really can celebrate. Um, you know, even if it's, I think it's very easy to overlook things that we take for granted every day, but you know, I was in the shower earlier. I went off to the gym because I'm just getting back on the fitness train, having had this baby. And, you know, I, I, for so long, I've been, you know, I, I'd get in the shower and be like, oh, you know, I hate my body. Not while I was pregnant, I have to say, because I love being pregnant. But, um, but, you know, there's been times in my life, loads of times where I've looked at myself in the mirror or I've looked at myself and gone, oh, you're so fat or, oh, that's ugly. And, oh, why did you get so big? And, you know, and all these things. And today I was in the shower and I looked down and I was like, well, okay, you know, I've got about three stone I want to lose, but I gave myself gratitude for the fact that I was even standing up in a shower, you know, because there are people who can't stand up in the shower. And I, and then I repeat, I kept repeating to myself how much I love my body because it's strong and it's fit and it's healthy because I truly believe that. And I know that if I focus on that, that will keep me going to the gym and I will achieve that goal of dropping, you know, three stone or whatever it's going to be. So, um, so yeah, I think that's a really important point as well. And I think, you know, if somebody's listening, um, and I'm sure they are where it feels like all of the emotion is heavy. Um, and you'll say, and, you know, and you might even be thinking to yourself, well, there is nothing that there is nothing to be grateful for. There is nothing that's going to lift that mood for me then, you know, don't always aim to go from naught to 100. So the aim isn't always to go from anxious to completely over the moon. Maybe you can just go from being anxious to a little bit less anxious, you know, and gradually work your way back up that scale. And don't try and, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. It's, it's not, it's not a, um, something that has to happen all at once it is just a process and the truth is if you keep taking you mentioned like those little micro steps earlier those micro wins all it takes is one little micro step in the right direction and you will get there um and it's just remembering that i think so yeah another really good point so i just want to recap actually those steps that you went through uh because i think they're so uh so valid and as I said I I think that would be relevant to you whoever you are listening you know if anxiety is something that plays a part in your life 
for whatever reason, whether it's work related, whether it's personal, whether it's something you've had for a week or whether it's something you've had your whole life, um, some of these steps that Marina just shared with us are going to really help you. And the first step you mentioned was acceptance. So it's just accepting that this is where you're at right now. And I think straight away people struggle with that because they think that accepting it means that they are not going to, you know, I think we feel like we have to fight, don't we? And we feel like, we feel like acceptance is almost like giving in. Right. It's like a flaw of character that you accept that you're not perfect, that you yeah. don't, you yeah. don't strive. But actually the ex acceptance is where the uh, healing begins. And I, it's so awesome that you said that because I wrote a blog earlier. I write a blog now. I try and do it daily. Um, and I literally tune in and I think, what do I need to hear right now? What do other people need to hear right now? And the message that came through me today was, or it might have been yesterday actually, uh, but it was definitely recently. And the message that came through was about how when you're, you know, for example, if somebody's drowning, the thing that will kill them is the panic. It's the fact that they, they didn't get to that point where they just went, oh, well, I'm in the water, so I'm just going to float here and, and try and get myself to the side. You know, it's the panic. So that acceptance, to me, that's how I see it. That acceptance is just you let calm come over you. You stop fighting, you stop pushing, and you stop scrabbling about left, right, and center, and you just stop and you go, it is what it is, and it doesn't have to stay this way, and I have the power to change it. But right. it's that acceptance in the moment that this is the situation I'm in. And now what am I going to do about it? Get, you get your power back, actually. It's not, it's not the other way around. Exactly. Um, and then yeah. you said, then you mentioned forgiveness, which again, people struggle with because they feel unable to forgive themselves often or to forgive others even. But forgiveness is such a key part of that. Um, and it's all part of the acceptance, I think. It's all part of that same yep. thing. And then you mentioned release. And I just want to say as a, an aside, you mentioned that you work with a coach. Yeah, and, forgiveness. And I just, oh, have we frozen? Um, it tells me that my internet connection is unstable. So you know what? I'm going to make sure that my browser and my word is closed. Should be better now. No worries. Yeah, I was suddenly aware that you're... you're face wasn't moving <laughs> um so yeah so where did we get to so release and and you mentioned at the time that you have a coach and so I made a note just to say for the people listening you know get help seek help however that looks whether that means you're going to work with a coach like Marina does whether that means you're going to join an online community you know there are loads of free Facebook groups there's a Facebook group that goes with this podcast even um, whether you're just going to ask somebody that you know, like a, a family member or a friend, you know, asking for that help is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of you being done with the current situation and being prepared to change it. Um, and then you mentioned, oh, uh, then you mentioned that that is actually the path back. So as difficult as this feels, you know, it's the path back to where you want to be. And if you pay attention to those little micro steps, then before you know it, and again, it's a hindsight thing. I think before you know it, you'll suddenly just realize that you're not as anxious as you were, you know, and that actually you did come through it, even if you don't really know how. And then the last couple of steps were to rest and then recover. And you just allow yourself to recover. And then you're in that recovery phase. 
and ready to take on the world again until it till it hits you again and then you go for it then you start again accept and you know forgive release and all all of the steps we just covered yeah yeah and one thing i do want to add um because systems <laughs> the small wins these micro steps back into quote unquote normalcy, like a normal functional mode of operation. If you have a good system, then these tasks, they kind of come to you. You don't need to actively choose them. You don't need to spend your decision power, which is very limited in general and even more limited when you're in the throes of anxiety and when your energy is somewhere in the gutter. Mm -hmm. If you have a good system prior to the crisis or prior to the anxiety attack or prior to the crunch time, these tasks are there. You just need to look because you already know that, you know, these are the little things you always, you always kind of need to do. You already know that your social media needs to be scheduled or polished. Mm -hmm. So you go and you schedule a social media because it doesn't require much. Or you already know that whenever you have a chance, you need to load up your washer. You might relate because you have a small baby. And that's <laughs> always something that has to be done. Again, doesn't require any kind of genius. And all these things, like you don't sit next to your inbox and go over your emails and get overwhelmed. Like, oh God, who should I respond? What project should I work on? What should I write? Wait, I need to prepare... Um, this whatever this outline for that person i need to make sure that you know something happens for a client you're not like your system helps you guides you on a path through these little wins and it's important yeah super important i i really love that and i really love the idea of setting up these these little it's like a little support network for yourself isn't it which you could almost do at any point. In fact, it's probably better to set this up when you're not in the throes of major anxiety, but to, to pick a day, you know, I, I can't remember if we said it on this call or if it was before the podcast started, but we were talking about the fact that, you know, even someone that identifies as being constantly anxious will still recognize that they have some days that are better than others. So on one of the better days, then set up a little system, even if it's just a three-step system or even a two-step system, just something that is going to have your back so that when you're feeling not quite so strong or, you know, or whatever it may be, that you have that system there and it actually acts like a little cradle. It's going to support you right when you need it the most. And yeah, I'm a huge fan of that. I think like my brain seems to be split in two because I'm definitely a creative. I'm definitely someone who I have big visions and I, I'm like the ideas person. And this is why I'm terrible at following through. I, I start like 5,000 things at once and then I don't finish any of them because by that point I've already gone on to the next thing. Um, however, I do love a system. I do love a little bit of order. I do love a little bit of, um, a little bit of structure. And I've noticed this when my kids are off school, I get that's when my anxiety comes up often because suddenly I don't have that structure of, oh, I get up, I get them ready and they go to school 
and then it's just me and the baby and I know where I'm at. Suddenly these kids are around all the time and I've suddenly got to entertain them 24 seven. And, you know, and I have my husband here obviously, and like we do it together, but it's just that feeling of, oh my God, there's no structure now. And so there is a little part of me that absolutely loves that idea. And quite often I will set a system and I won't stick to it just because that's my personality type, but I feel better for having set the system up anyway. <laughs> you know what? That's actually a great point. Um, so a big portion of the people I work with are gifted with what we now collectively call ADD or ADHD, mm-hmm. which is, I, I refuse to call it a disorder. Uh, and one of the hallmark traits of ADDers is that they get, they start a project, they get really excited about it. And at some point when the project reaches, you know, a phase where it's grind and drudgery, they go on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and more often than not, I, when people, you know, when people talk to me and I ask them where the challenges are, they're like, I'm bored, I'm bored. Now, these people, by the very nature, they're the ones who, A, struggle with systems the most and B, need the systems the most to do the heavy lifting for them. Yeah. How, do you, so how do you reconcile this, I'm really bored with a system and I never kind of follow through for any significant period of time? Mm-hmm. You built in novelty in system. You built in like kind of little stop signs, mm-hmm. say every three months, where you go and look into your system and say, oh, do I still like it? Maybe I want to shake it up a bit. You know, am I still enjoying my calendar? No, I think I'm going to switch to a different tool. Maybe, and you know, it will be more colorful or it will have a slightly different structure and that may be more fun. Or, you know, maybe I found another idea and I absolutely want to incorporate it and just see if it works. So the novelty has to be baked in because otherwise the system would, you know, would stop working. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And I definitely identify with that. That's, that's completely my personality type. Although I will say um, this project, the podcast and the confidence Academy and everything that goes with it, it's the first thing apart from my choir that's the other thing that that i haven't got bored of and i believe that's because it is completely directly related to my entire reason for being on this planet i think if you can find something you're passionate about if you can tap into why you're here in the first place then even the most chaotic of people and i'm one of the most chaotic people like you find Uh, you find something in that it just keeps pulling you forward but I will say a system will get you there quicker I can see how that would work because otherwise you're going to keep going through this uh this cycle of I'm excited um to oh now I'm overwhelmed oh now I'm going to stop and now I don't know what I do so let me look at this and then you kind of start again and it's it's a big circle so I can see how a system would propel you out of getting stuck in that rut for it, you know. For absolutely. It will also save you a lot of energy. Yeah, absolutely. Which you need, especially if you're a passionate person. That takes up a lot of energy, I should know. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> so that's all. I think that's really, really awesome. And I really love that we've had this perspective on it as well, because I interview a lot of people who are, um, who talk about 
like the energy of it and it's all very woo woo and it's all about you know affirmations which i absolutely love but i think this is going to be so awesome for the people listening who maybe aren't so into that side of things and who do need that structure and they do need and also i think you know it's really easy to feel especially if you're someone with anxiety it's really easy to say to yourself oh well i'm just the sort of person that you know i'm not into affirmations therefore i can't get over my anxiety i think what this episode has proven is it really doesn't matter who you are it really doesn't matter what you're into what you like what you don't like the point is you can thrive in spite of your anxiety and you can find a way to do it and in this case systems would definitely support you in doing that yeah and systems the whole point of having a good system is that it's custom made for your needs it doesn't have to be a pain by the numbers and this is the system that works for everyone and this is how you do it. And you mm. sit at the desk and you study and God forbid you study when you lay on your back with your feet on the table uh, and with a book in your hand. Yeah. Now we know better now, right? We know that we're individuals and systems, while they have the same underlying principles mostly, they can be calibrated to what you really need, right? Mm. If you know, if affirmations don't work for you and going for a run does, go for a run. As soon, like, as long as you know that this is, like, these are your anchors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and that's, that all comes back to that idea of, of acceptance, I think. Acceptance huh. of who you are and acceptance of what works for you. And the fact that we're not all the same and we, we wouldn't want to be. And, you know, you're beautiful as you are and whatever you need, give it to yourself. It doesn't matter if, you know, every Tom, Dick and Harry around you is doing something else. Find your formula. And, you know, I come back to what I said earlier. If you don't know what your formula is, go and find some help. You know, go and ask someone that you think might be able to help you and just start to, you know, open up the your mind to the possibility that, you know, of course you get to thrive. Of course you do. You're an amazing human being and you're here on planet earth and you have amazing gifts to share and you didn't come here to struggle. You really didn't. You came here to ride the wave, which can go up and down, but not one of us was put here purely to struggle. I don't believe that. We're all here to do something phenomenal. And as you pointed out right at the top of the podcast, that's going to look different for everybody. And it doesn't make anybody any more or any less than the person next to them it's just by the fact that you're here on the planet and you're a human being means you're a miracle and you have something awesome to share so tap into what that is and own it and if even if you've never heard of anyone else doing it awesome like that's the whole yeah exactly yeah we need this reminder we need this reminder especially when anxiety is very high and when the struggle is the only thing that we can feel again i'm speaking from a very recent experience the reminder of you're not put in this place for the sole purpose of suffering and struggling yeah you're there to like you have a bigger purpose yeah you have and you deserve a certain amount of you know fulfillment absolutely and yeah. i and i i was listening to um gary v earlier gary vaynerchuk who i love to listen to and he's he's an, an amazing entrepreneur he's from america and he's he was saying something in in the particular i listened to his um his daily he does like a daily vlog and it was just his daily vlog i think from yesterday 
and he said somebody somebody asked him the question what do you do when um when you feel like you're failing or what do you do when you feel like things aren't working or you know that you're on the wrong path and he just said first of all he gets perspective so as I was saying earlier, you know, giving gratitude for the fact that, you know, okay, my legs might be bigger than I want them at the moment, but they're strong legs and I can walk. So that's perspective, right? So he said, I get perspective. And then he said, um, oh God, what did he say? I don't want to, I don't want to misquote him. He was basically just talking about, because um, the guy was saying, you know, when you're so ambitious, you're obviously going to have, you know, so many things that you're aiming for in these massive, massive dreams. But because we're human beings, we're going to second guess ourselves. Uh, what do you do? And he just said, uh, I made this bed, so I lie in it. And, and he basically meant, he reminds himself that he's chosen this path. So in his case, he's this like multi-million pound entrepreneur with like, you know, he's built countless businesses and he's chosen that lifestyle, which means he works, God, you know, God knows how many hours and Sometimes he doesn't get weekends with his family and he just said he gets perspective and then he reminds himself that I wanted to do this. This is what I've chosen. And at any point I can choose differently. And I think, you know, in the, in the case of your podcast, I'm not surprised anxiety showed up because anxiety does show up when we're doing something that matters, when we're doing something that counts and, you know, you care that it's good. And that's what your anxiety was about. But when you remind yourself of why you're doing it, and also I think make it, this is another Gary V quote, but something I live by as well. Bring it back and make it bigger than you. Like it's not, what we're here to do is not about us. It's about all the lives that we're going to touch and it's about the difference we can make. And so when you're feeling completely overwhelmed and feeling like, oh my God, what am I even doing? Like this isn't even working. Then, you know, like in my case, what would happen if I ditched the Confidence Academy? What would happen if, if I didn't bother with the podcast anymore or if I didn't bother with the members club or if I didn't have the Facebook group? And, you know, what would happen to all those people that are being helped by it right now? And I remind myself of that and that just allows me to go, no, do you know what? We're okay. We can, we can fight another day. <laughs> you know what? You bring up actually a really, really important topic. Mm -hmm. And I have a feeling that you're not going to, I won't say that you're not going to like what I, what I'm going to say, but it might sound a little unexpected. Yeah. So when you struggle and when you're anxious and when you fear the failure, people like Gary Vee, they have a lifetime of experiences to fall back on. Basically mm -hmm. he can, crash and burn tomorrow mm. but he can look back and he can say but i built mm. bajillions of gazillions of businesses yeah and i have like a huge number of successes so you know what i could have done it before like i did it before i could yeah. do it now yeah you, you know on your scale say I have this Facebook group. I have this podcast. I have the Academy. Again, you have a string of successes to fall back on when something doesn't go well, something makes you anxious. Mm -hmm. And first of all, it taps into the idea of small wins. Like you need the successes to kind of validate you. But it's more fundamental than that. 
And I want to address people who are A, relatively new in their venture, be it a business or maybe a parenthood or something that is not something where they don't have a valid number of successes. Yeah, like a proven track record. Yes, that was I was that's the that's the expression I was looking for. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then it becomes actually much, 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 much harder. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, you know, <laughs> it's weird that I'm asking you questions, but I actually do have a lot of <laughs> questions to you as the person who is an expert in the matter. Um, <laughs> so for people who don't have this proven track record of successes. So let's say you're a new businessman and you just took out a huge loan because you built your dry ice cream uh, factory. I actually know somebody who makes delicious dry ice cream oh, wow. uh, in uh, New Hampshire. And you don't know if you're going to succeed. And the building that you rented, you know, the roof started leaking. And your agreement with Amazon, Amazon changed the rules and suddenly nobody hears about you. And if you posted, you know, then Facebook changed the algorithm and your employees ask for a huge raise because reasons. Mm-hmm. And there's, and you haven't really made a significant profit yet because it takes time. Mm-hmm. It's so much harder to tell yourself, okay. I think I'm still going to make it. So I wonder, like, from the place of knowing anxiety intimately and being an expert on the topic, mm. what would you tell to these people? I would say, first of all, uh, f- I mean, faith is, is the answer to that. It, you know, for me, what gets me through is just my absolute blind faith that I'm supposed to do this. And my my faith in myself and I've learned to trust and listen to my intuition but that I didn't have that to begin with and the other thing I want to say is it's really perspective is is such a huge part of this so you mentioned that you know obviously for me I've got my Facebook group and I've got all these things so I've built success but when I'm when I'm struggling I don't see any of those things as being successful because they're not where I want them to be yet do you know what I mean so yes I know perspective is a huge thing so I I my advice would be if you're telling yourself that you don't have a proven track record of success yet ask if you can see that differently ask yourself can I see this differently because remember that when you make a statement like that you're speaking with all of your own fears and all of your own anxieties and all of your own self-doubt and all of the human emotions that we have to battle with. And it's always very interesting to get someone else's perspective of what is successful and what isn't. You know, even earlier this week, I... It was one of the other guest experts that's been on the podcast, Leah Steele. Uh, I invited her, as I will you, um, invited her into the Confidence Academy Facebook group because that's where people can come and ask questions afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I sent her the link and she emailed back and went, oh my God, you've got 800 members in there. That's phenomenal. And I was like, "Eh, yeah, because in my mind... I'm I want millions of people in there like I want you know a bajillion people in there so it's not that I'm not grateful for the 800 because I really really am but the way my brain works is I'm 
always on to the next goal. I'm, and this is something I've had to learn to do. I've had to really learn, which you said earlier, to acknowledge the wins, to really sit in the here and now. And it's that acceptance to go, okay, well, great. This is my big goal. But right now, I, you know, my big goal is to have a hundred thousand members, but right now I have 800 and that's amazing. And it took her to tell me that it was amazing for me to go, do you know what? That is amazing. Like that's 800 different human beings that have chosen to click a button and come and hang out online where I am and potentially listen to what I've got to say in the guest experts as well. So I, I would definitely say always be prepared to see things differently. And, you know, the, like you've, you know, you mentioned somebody might be brand new at this. Somebody might, you know, might not have a track record. Well, okay. They might not have a track record in that particular exactly. thing, but they yeah. have it. They, they'll be able to find it elsewhere for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, as you were speaking, I was like, well, yes. <clears throat> so let's say you never started a business and you're scared out of your mind. And believe me, I know I've been there. <laughs> But you had enough success somewhere. Like, first of all, if you have started a business, you have the courage, mm. right? That's already something to um, appreciate yourself for. Let's mm. put it this way. You might have been good at school. You might have been a good friend. You might have been, you know, given some amazing expert advice to people. Mm-hmm. You might have been a good plumber or a good baker or, you know, there are things that you are good at. Yeah. And in this first period, in this like 40 years in the desert, because you, before you come to the promised land, it pays to remember that, you know, you, you have skills, you have capabilities, yeah. You, you, yeah. you have your own inner strength and resilience to figure out things that don't go well. Yeah. And I, I mean, I just come back to what I said be prepared to see it differently because I had this epiphany even just recently um, where, you know, I've, I have felt this calling to do this work that I'm doing. So by default, I've become an entrepreneur. I've become somebody that's building a business. And there's so many times where I felt like I'm not a good entrepreneur. I'm not good at business because I'm not, my brain doesn't work that way. It really doesn't. And it only was recently, um, it was another Gary V thing I was listening to actually, where he was like, you know, some people are not good at, at business, but that doesn't mean that they shouldn't, that they don't get to live their purpose. And I had this light bulb moment where I was like, oh, so I get to succeed. It, I don't have to be awesome at business because guess what? I can hire the people to do the jobs that I'm not good at. I will stay in my lane and I am the person that you know, I'm intuitive. I, I can write, I can speak, I can create this podcast. I can, you know, speak to people online. I can build confidence. I know I can, because it's something I've done my entire life. And it's something I will continue to do until the day I die, whether or not I'm being paid for it. It's just part of my DNA. And it was this realization that you don't have to be good at all the pieces. You just have to tune into, like you said earlier, like recognize what you do, recognize your strength, be proud of that, own that, and then get help for the other stuff if you need it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, yeah, really, really, really important stuff. So to wrap it up, and as I always say, if you had a megaphone and the ability to reach every anxiety sufferer in the world right now, 
what would you want them to know? Ah, such a deep question. (laughs) So I will honestly say the first thing that comes to mind just because there are so many. Yeah. So first and foremost, my, sorry, my message would be, it will get better. Mm -hmm. You have the ability and a really good chance to be in a better place. You know that you do. Mm. Either by yourself or by getting help or by changing your surroundings, but it will get better, I promise. That's beautiful. And it's so true, so true. Thank you so much, Marina. If people would like to uh, connect with you, to find out more about the work that you do, or indeed, if they want to go and download your podcast, which I highly suggest you all do, come on, let's get Marina's figures right up there. Go and, go and support her and go and download the podcast. Oh. Um, how will they find you? Where can they find you online? So um, my virtual home is vision-framework.com. We build mm-hmm. frameworks for visionaries, so vision-framework.com. Uh, or you can go to Systems Meet Humanity, Dot com, which is my podcast. And then you'll, you know, if you go to this website, you'll see that my website is right there. You can find me on iTunes, on Pocket Casts, on basically everywhere you download the podcasts. I'm hard at work on um, putting together a few other Android apps if you don't happen to have an iPhone. So yeah, um, systemsmeethumanity.com or vision-framework.com. And I would love for you to come and chat with me and disagree with me and have a debate and tell me what you think. Uh, I don't value agreement very much. I find that confrontation and debate have a lot of um, value that is often being overlooked. So yeah, come be contrarian with me. Let's talk about systems meet emotion. And I'm really having a great time here with Lily. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) You're so welcome. And we'll get Marina in the Facebook group as well. So like she said, if you have any questions, you can tag her in there. We will link to all of those things in the show notes as well. So you can just click a button and you'll be taken there. And it just remains for me to say a massive, massive thank you to Marina. Thank you for being so generous with your time and for being here with me today and for giving us this awesome perspective on coping with anxiety. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me fabulous and to everybody listening you can say this with me right now you guys know it confidence is yours as soon as you choose it and i'm going to be back again soon with another episode i'm sending you all loads and loads of love and i will be back soon bye-bye and that's us done for another episode i hope you are now feeling uplifted inspired and motivated and ready to start making those positive changes starting today If you love this episode and would like to connect with me or any of my amazing guests, then get 